Rise above, train hard, dream big. The RTD Podcast with Tam and Dez. Hello, everybody. It is Dez here today on the podcast. Sorry for the minor interruption um, on production, but, you know, life sometimes gets a little bit busy, priorities shift, and, well, some things fall through the cracks. However, we're still here. We're not going anywhere, and we're hoping to just keep providing you guys with all of the things you need and want to hear when it comes to fitness and nutrition. And that's why I wanted to bring up this topic today because, one, the holidays are, you know, right around the corner. And number two, I've been getting a lot of questions. I put a Q&A on my Instagram not too long ago, and the number one question people were asking is, how do I make it through the holidays? Like, help me with my diet. How can I not, like, ruin all of my progress? And um, first of all, Let's just be brutally honest with this one. A couple days or even a whole week of maybe not exercising as many times as you usually do throughout the week or going as hard as you normally do and maybe eating a couple extra calories here and there and, you know, all of those yummy Christmas treats, that is not going to derail your progress if you have been being fairly consistent throughout the year it's you know it's like those memes you see floating around the internet where there's like somebody with a salad and then they're kind of like staring out the window and hoping that they're going to get abs after eating salad for one day like it just doesn't work like that and it's the same with you know weight gain and losing progress in the gym like one week of things being a little bit different is not gonna cause you to gain a bunch of weight or you know make your PR go down by 20% like it just doesn't work like that so we need to first quit that mindset and realize that you know we are not gonna lose all of our gains in one week so let's start there now kind of the number one tip that I can give people When it comes to the holiday season is obviously there's going to be extra food around and obviously, you know, there might be that um, desire to have a drink or two when you're with family and that is totally okay. So something that I have done with pretty much all of my clients, actually no, all of my clients right now is everybody is in a maintenance phase. So anybody that I'm working with that I do nutrition coaching with Everybody is in a maintenance phase. You know, we're not trying to do fat loss. We're not trying to be in a calorie deficit. We're in a maintenance phase. And this is something that I suggest that everybody does. Um, You know, we should, our body should go through seasons. You know, we shouldn't be always stuck in a deficit. And we shouldn't always be in a surplus either. We do need to bring our bodies every once in a while back to just that balance point and what we call homeostasis. And the holiday time, like December, even kind of like going into January is an amazing time to just go back to your maintenance and just hang around there for a couple weeks. Let your body reset, enjoy those extra calories and put them to use. So right off the bat, I can tell everybody like don't be worried about fat loss right now like don't be even worried about weight loss 
Um, not that I want to say, you know, wait till January 1st and then let's go. But you can also help yourself out by putting yourself into this healthier state. Like anybody that I work with, I'd say 95% of the people and clients that I work with, we need to go to a maintenance phase first before we can even consider fat loss or bulking. Um, And it's usually because we're not eating enough or we're eating too much at that time. So take this time as a good time to just reset your body and then you'll have that allowance for a little bit more calories and you're not going to have to worry as much. So if I can give like biggest piece of advice, calculate your TDEE. There's a lot of calculators on um, the internet. You just Google search like TDEE calculator Say you're trying to maintain, get what your maintenance calories are, and then we can go from there. The other thing I think people need to stop doing is looking at calories and your eating nutrition on a daily basis. It really, in the grand scheme of things, does not matter on a daily basis You know, you can, and this is why things like calorie cycling sometimes work so well for people, where you're going to be higher calories this day, a little bit lower the next day. Maybe if you have a training day, then yeah, you're going to be higher this day. Um, And we need to, we really need to stop looking at it um, on a single day and more at a week span. So with my clients, every week when they do their check-ins, I go through their food logs if we're doing food tracking. And I take the average out of the week. And if that falls within their calorie ranges that I have set, then we're golden. And then it takes a lot more stress off of it because I find when we set a target, you know, if you've ever tracked your food before, some coach or even the internet gives us this however many calories we need to eat on a daily basis. Let's just take 2,000 for simple. Um... So we're supposed to eat 2,000 calories, and then we become fixated on that number. And if we go a little bit over, it's kind of the end of the world. And then a lot of the time, this will lead to restricting ourselves the next day. And then it just throws us into this binge restrict cycle. And that's not good for anybody. Um, You know, one of my clients, I was having a conversation with her about her check-in last week, and she thought she did so bad on her nutrition And I had to show her the numbers and I said, yeah, you know, like a couple days were a little bit lower. And then, you know, you had, um, you know, a couple extra treats on the weekend. But on average, she fell right into the goals that we had set out for her. And it was like, oh, man, that's amazing. And it was kind of one of those light bulb moments. So you got to stop looking at it on a daily basis. And I I actually saw this come up when uh, me and uh, another trainer, we were out for dinner with some friends and just the conversations we were overhearing, you know, people were saying, oh, I'm going to have to work this off tomorrow or I want to eat this, but yeah, we're going to have to go hard tomorrow in the gym. We need to stop with that because you, it, your body doesn't work like that, right? Be- just because you overate this day doesn't mean you can out-exercise it the next day. So again, we need to get out of that mindset. And I think this can be like, you can better help yourself when you plan ahead. So 
something that I use with all of my clients, I say, look, you can enjoy those dinners out. You can enjoy those extra treats. You know, you can even have alcohol if you choose, but you just have to plan ahead because what's that saying? If we plan to fail, if we fail to plan, plan to fail. That's exactly how it works in nutrition. So if you just eat normally like you do, you know, you eat a full breakfast, you have a full lunch, maybe a couple snacks in there, and then you go out to dinner, yeah, you're definitely going to be way over your calorie budget because usually the things that you're going to order or some of those meals that you may have during the holidays, they are going to be more calorie dense. Now, if we plan ahead a little bit and say we have you know, a lighter breakfast. So maybe instead of three eggs and a cup of rice, whatever you eat in the morning, you have two eggs and like a piece of toast. And then for lunch, you know, maybe like a protein shake and some kind of protein and veggies. And then you have way more of a budget later on And then you're not going to go so much over on your calories in a whole. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of pre-planning. And, you know, usually our dinners with family and whatnot during the holidays, they're going to be planned. Like you're going to know if it's on Saturday or if it's Sunday or Christmas Eve. So leading up to that, maybe try, you know, eating a little bit less throughout the week. So if your goal is, again, let's bring back 2,000 calories, your daily goal is 2,000 calories, maybe throughout the week, try to be at, you know, 1750, something like that. And then on average, even if you're up on that one day, it's going to even out because you were a little bit lower on the other days. So we got to stop looking at it as one day, And understand that you can't work off what you ate the next day. So what you might as well do is maybe just do a little bit of extra activity that day. And then, you know, again, that's where the energy is going to balance out. Um, I would also say the holidays or kind of leading up to the whole January 1st resolution, whatnot. It's a great time if you never have to start tracking your food, you know, and you don't even, I know tracking food can seem super overwhelming, but I honestly, it is just an excuse. Like I, I even challenged one of my clients the other day, you know, cause he wasn't really getting into the tracking game. I said, look, if you track for two weeks straight, then I'll change the workout plans. And guess what? He was able to track for two weeks straight, like no issues. So It really doesn't take that much time. Like if you don't have five minutes at the end of the day to track your food, you're just making an excuse. And well, honestly, clearly the transformation you want in your health and fitness is not important enough to you, which is okay, but maybe it'll one day be important enough. So during this time, it's a great time to start tracking your food and you don't even have to do it every day, right? You can practice something that's called flexible tracking. So You don't have to, you know, weigh and measure and track every little gram of food. You could even do it every other day. And I mean, we're creatures of habit, or at least I am. And I eat maybe two different meals 
for breakfast and that's about it. So I know that on average, like my breakfast is probably about, you know, 500 calories and this is the macro breakdown. So I'm not going to track that every day, you know, every other day, or if for some reason I decide to go out for brunch one day, then I'll track that. But you don't have to get super crazy about it. And then that's also going to be less overwhelming for you in the long run. Now, (laughs) this is another one that I love when people ask. And I feel like I can't really get on board with, you know, how to control yourself because I have never really been a drinker. You know, yes, I've, I like to once in a while have a drink, but you know, I was never really that person that was into partying, getting wasted and just, you know, getting absolutely drunk as shit. Um, So when people ask like, you know, how do I make it through the holidays with all this extra food and all this alcohol around. Like, I'm going to be the hard ass on this one and just say, don't drink like an asshole. Like, it is really not that hard. I personally don't think it's that hard unless you have an addiction problem. And that's a whole nother thing that I'm not going to dive into. But for the majority of us, we do not have an addiction. We just enjoy it and I think too many of us succumb to peer pressure when it comes to drinking. Um, Alcohol is one of those things that seems to be so socially accepted and when you don't want to do it or you say no you're the weird one Um, and that was me for so many years like when I was you know early 20s and all my friends would be partying and I'm usually the DD and I'd keep saying no I'm good At first, everyone, oh yeah, they were like ripping on me hardcore, like, oh, you're lame, or oh, come on, just have one shot. But guess what? After a couple times of me saying no, like, I'm good, nobody asked anymore. So I think this comes down again to just like, like, set your boundaries and don't be afraid to say no, like, Really, what is the worst thing that could happen from you saying no? Like, what, is someone gonna, like, shoot you over it? I don't think so. Maybe will somebody make fun of you? Sure, but I I would love for people to, like, answer this question for me. Because trust me, being the sober one all the time, guess who is the one that people are always talking about? It's always the drunk asshole that, like, made a fool of himself. Like, nobody's ever talking about the sober person that said no. Everybody forgets about that, like, five minutes later. The one that everybody's making fun of and talking about later on is the person that made a complete jackass of themselves because they got way too drunk. So, like, I guess you could just choose what person do you want to be. Do you want to be the one that people you know, make fun of for five seconds and then forget about it? Or do you want to be that drunk asshole that everybody talks about for years to come? Totally up to you. And whichever one you choose, like, still love you. But, you know, I really don't think saying no is the worst thing that's going to happen. Because another thing when it comes to alcohol, I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast can honestly say that, you know, they've had a night of drinking maybe a little bit too much and they woke up the next day and felt freaking awesome you usually feel like a bag of dicks and you know you you don't want to be very productive and 
you know, and then you say to yourself like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. And then next weekend you're all for it again. So seriously, just don't drink like an asshole. Um, because those are a lot of, I won't, I don't want to say empty calories, but it's a lot of useless calories you don't need. Um, and for anybody that does track their food and might take this advice with tracking your food, know that alcohol, you only ever want to track it as either carbs or fat. Um, alcohol has no protein content whatsoever. I find it easiest to track it as carbs because generally that's the macro where you're going to have kind of the most. It's going to be the highest. So if you are tracking your food and trying to figure out what to do there, it's always going to be carbs or fat. Um, And just again, pre-planning, like know that each drink is ranging anywhere from probably about 90 calories up to about, I'd say 250, even even more than that, because I know the Christmas um, theme a lot of the time is kind of like liqueurs with milk and other things like that. So it's probably going to be higher in calories. So just be aware of that, that, you know, if you're having, what are those, like eggnog and rum, ugh, all of that sounds disgusting to me, but uh, people love it. Like if you're thinking you're going to have like three, four of those, like that could be a thousand calories. So you just got to be aware of that kind of stuff. Like it's not inherently bad if you want to do it, but if you don't want to feel like absolute garbage, be overstuffed, then just be aware of how much you're actually consuming. And another thing with drinking too is just kind of go between water and alcohol. If you're planning on having a couple drinks with dinner or when you're sitting around with your family, try to go between the two. You know, have your mixed drink, but then have a water the next time you get up. One, this is going to actually keep you hydrated because when you drink, you know, you get dehydrated and that's just a bad scene anyway. And it's going to help you to not overdrink because, you know, you might already be a little bit fuller. So on to the drinking one. Just don't drink like an asshole. <laughs> um, and the other thing is still trying to move like during the holidays. Like I know it's definitely a busy time and lots of people are traveling and gyms are closed on certain days, but make sure you can get it in when you can. And this can be just simple stuff. Like, you know, you don't have to do your full-blown weight workout. Um, You know, just do some at-home stuff. Like the easiest thing I could say is doing just bodyweight exercises like Squat, lunge, push-up, if you had a pull-up bar, like a plank, up-down, where you kind of like walk onto your hands and then down onto your forearms. Um, If you have a couple weights at home, like a row or an overhead press, like those fundamental movements, do them for 25 reps for five rounds. That's like a great little home workout. Get your heart rate up and just get everything flowing or maybe even try doing yoga or because you do have your family together like try to get outside maybe everybody go for a walk after dinner you know a lot of stuff is usually going on around Christmas like there's markets so maybe your whole family can walk down to the market instead of driving just simple stuff like that like keep your body moving like 
people think that just because they miss a workout or two that, you know, progress is going to completely go out the window. But if you're still moving, if you're still getting steps in, if you're still being active, that's still a stimulus for your body. And it's just a little bit, it's a different stimulus than going and smashing weights. So just be aware of still being active. Like, you know, you don't have to sit around on your butt for the next two, one and a half weeks. Just uh, get out there and still move. And, you know, while the gyms are open, make sure to get your workouts in and even just make activity um, a priority, right? Like actually schedule it into your day. Like this is something that I've just recently had to do. I just find that, you know, my work schedule is a bit sporadic and I just kept missing my workouts and I just had to start scheduling them in just as, like I do with appointments or Zoom calls. It's like, okay, I'm working out at this time. So, you know, if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to get everything set up and, you know, getting all the food and going to Christmas parties, just schedule that into your day. So say you work nine to five, you know, maybe you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier and get a session in. Just make sure you're still moving. Um, and kind of like a closing point I just want to, you know, bring up is, you know, stop with that whole binge restrict thing. So this is something that I find happens a lot through the holidays. And I kind of touched on it before, but it's, you know, you have a Christmas party and you just go all in on the food and the alcohol and then you panic because you think you got to work it off and oh no, the gym's closed. Well, I can't work it off. So then you just restrict yourself big time for like a day or two. That is not going to help anybody. And it's really going to cause a bad relationship with food. And we don't want to start a year off, you know, having these issues. So don't, if you if you do go overboard, you know, because we all do sometimes, if you do happen to go overboard, so what? That is totally okay. Don't panic. Just start back at your normal ranges. So don't try and restrict yourself. Just keep everything normal because like I said in the very start of this episode, one day of bad eating or you know, just eating a couple extra calories is not going to delay your whole year of consistency. All right, hopefully that episode could help you guys out a little bit. And remember, this is a great time to be in a maintenance phase and reset your body, bring it back to homeostasis. So when you start the new year, you can crush any fitness goal you have. So everybody jump on the maintenance train Enjoy all of those treats and those extra calories. Put them to use in the new year. All right. Catch you guys later and uh, happy holidays if we're not on here before then. That's a wrap for today's episode of Rise, Train, Dream. If you loved this podcast, screenshot this episode and share it out to your social media accounts or follow us on Instagram at train underscore with underscore town or follow Des at dh.pt underscore muscle underscore strength to show your support. 
take care you guys until next time